Lord, open my lips that my mouth may proclaim your praise. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As a little boy, his dad was out gardening, and a little boy wanted to help out with his father. So he said, Daddy, how can I help you? And so the father looked into a corner of the garden and said, I tell you what you can do. You can help clear the ground of all of the stones that are over there so that we can use that part to plant some seeds. So the little boy went over there and every once in a while the dad would look over and he was picking up the stones and making a pile for them and he'd done all of the small ones and there was one that was partially sticking up out of the ground uh, but a good portion of it was underground. And the father kept looking over and the little boy kept tugging at it and pulling at it and spent quite a while getting red in the face trying to do it and eventually dejectedly he came over to his dad and said, I can't do it. And the dad said, have you used all your strengths? And the little boy looked hurt. He said, yes, sir, I have. And the dad said, no, you haven't. You haven't asked me to help. And so the two of them went over there and together they were able to pull out the rock. You see, sometimes we get to the end of our own strength and feel that that's all that there is. But that's not all that there is because Jesus comes to say, I am your strength. I will take your burdens. I will give you rest. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Each and every one of us goes through this life carrying several burdens. It's just part of being human. It's part of our human nature. As young parents, we carry the burden of our young children. We're anxious if they're eating well. We're anxious for their health. We're anxious for their schooling. We're anxious about the friends that they're with. We're anxious about they might get into danger. And then as our children get older, uh, we still carry the burdens of them. It's just the things we worry about change a little bit and then as we get older also uh, we carry the burden of uh, looking after elderly family members either mother or father or brother or cousins whoever it is and we carry that burden and it gets to be very very heavy at times there are other burdens we carry we carry the burdens of trying to live up to the expectations of, of others or our own irrational expectations of ourselves 
or even trying to measure up to the expectations of those who are no longer even living. We carry the burdens of job, of financial security, of ministry. There are so many burdens that we end up carrying. And we live in an age where we thought that those things, the internet, the ease of communication was going to make our lives less burdensome and they've increased the amount of burdens that we carry because we now take work home with us. We're on 24-7. So we carry these burdens. You know, I love the uh, Charlie Brown cartoons. There's one with Linus. You know Linus who has his own little blankie. goes everywhere with him. And in this particular cartoon, he's looking at his blankie and uh, he says, only one yard of flannel stands between me and a nervous breakdown. I think sometimes for us, it's like we're holding on by a thread. It's not even a yard of flannel. We're hanging on by a thread. And sometimes we try to deal with those burdens by um, drinking too much or by going to drugs or other kind of behaviors that actually just pour more burdens on top of us. Are you weary? Have you come to the end of your own strength? Are you carrying things alone when the Lord has said, Come to me and I will give you rest. You see, his resources are limitless. His strength lasts forever. It never wears out. And this is the invitation Come to me. It's what we just sung. It's so beautiful, isn't it? O Lamb of God, I come. We've got to make the step. He's here, but he needs us to come to him. And here's the promise. I will give you rest. There's no rest apart from him. There's no rest in a job. There's no rest in money. There's no rest in health. There's no rest in drugs or alcohol or any other kind of behaviors uh, that draws away from God. There is rest only in Jesus Christ. He is the perfect and constant place of rest. He knew what it was to be human. That's why he knows the burdens that we bear intimately. In this 11th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, last week we saw that he'd sent out the disciples on missionary journeys. This week, the chapter begins with his own cousin, John, who, remember, had baptized him, had heard the voice of God saying, this is my beloved, listen to him, who had proclaimed that he is the one that was to come. He is the Lamb of God, whose songs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. And yet he is in prison, and he sees and he hears what Jesus is doing, and he sends and he says, are you the one? Are you the one? You know, we get to places like that in our faith. We get 
to those kind of questioning places. Jesus later on says that um, he is great in the kingdom of heaven, but the least of these is greater than him. So his, his very call, his very personhood, the reason for his being is called into question by his own cousin who had seen God as a dove descending on him. Of course, the Pharisees are always ranged against him. They are always trying to trip him up because they're set in what they want to have happen. There's that wonderful little image at the beginning there of these children playing. Um, I'm sure as a child you had friends who wanted to play the game that they wanted to play and darn it, only the game that they wanted to play. And if you didn't want to play the game that they wanted to play, then they'd go off in a huff and start, you know, calling you names or telling somebody else how bad you were. Well, that's what Jesus is saying. The Pharisees are like children playing this kind of game. Nobody, they're asking him, they're making him play the same game as they're playing. And because he's not playing their game, um, then they're accusing him of being a glutton and a drunkard, which was uh, a capital uh, uh, crime in the Old Testament. It was something that uh, parents, if the children were wayward and they were uh, not doing the things that the parents wanted to do, they could accuse them of being a, a, a glutton and a drunkard. And so um, this is the accusation that's being held against Jesus. But he says, you know, I'm coming and sitting and eating and drinking with tax collectors and prostitutes and they call me a glutton and a drunkard. But John came, he, didn't, he wasn't drinking uh, at all. He led a very ascetical life and they said of him that he's demon-possessed. You see, he can't win. So he knew what it was to carry burdens. Even Capernaum, where he set up his center of ministry on the north of the Sea of Galilee, they rejected him. It says, Woe to you, Capernaum, who did not receive the message. He knew what it was to carry burdens, and yet he was free of the weight of those because he knew who his father was was and he knew who he was in relationship to his father no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him jesus can give us rest because all things have been handed over to him by his Father. There is only one whose strength is limitless, the one to whom the Father has handed over all things, who comes from the Father, who alone is the revelation of the Father, who alone is able to reveal what the Father is like, who has the Father's compassionate heart. No one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. He alone is also at the access to the Father. He can bear our burdens because he bears our humanity. And he can bear our burdens because he bears divinity also. 
because he is fully God and fully human. He knows our condition and is strong enough to carry them for us. So how do we receive that rest? How do we take that rest upon us? Well, paradoxically, it seems, we're to give up our burden and take up another. We're to take on Jesus' yoke. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We're to exchange the burdens that we bear with the burden of love that Jesus gives to us. The light burden, the easy yoke of his love. In ancient Israel, when they were training up a young oxen, they would make this yoke. You've probably seen those wooden yokes. They look rather heavy. Um, But they yoke two oxen together. And the older, more mature oxen who knew the way, um, the straps would be held tighter on him. And the young one really was not carrying the burden at all. He was just stepping alongside to get to know the way, to get to know how to plow, how to do the furrows, where to walk. And so the older one was carrying the burden. That's the image that we have today for us. Jesus is carrying the weight. We're just walking alongside. Will you give your burdens over to Jesus? Walk alongside. Allow him to walk alongside, bearing the full weight of everything that you are carrying. He will take it. But we have to be right by his side. We have to be close to him. We have to allow him to speak into our ear, to be close enough at all times that he can take that burden off of us. Beloved, are you lying awake at night, worrying about the future, worrying about the past, wondering whether you measure up, wondering whether you're loved and accepted, forgiven, wondering how to cope? Let it go to the foot of the cross. Let it go to Jesus. Let him take the burden. And if you don't quite know how, I invite you to come along to the healing service. You know, oftentimes we think of healing services just in the realm of physical cure. But this healing service on Thursdays isn't about that. It's just a place to come into the presence of a loving God who wants to pour his love into you to relieve those burdens from you, just to be gathered into his arms. When we were reading the books and studying about how to start up this healing uh, service and this ministry, There was one phrase that really I keep going back to, 
There was one book written by a man called Rick Richardson and when he first uh, stepped into the healing ministry uh, there was an older priest who had started one and he was questioning him and the priest said this, he said the worst that can happen to you is that you will have an experience of being profoundly loved. The worst that will happen to you is that you will have an experience of being profoundly loved. And that's not so bad, is it? And you might hear the Master's voice, My son, your faith has made you whole. My daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace, freed from your suffering. The Lord's invitation is, Come to me. And he says this, I will give you rest. Amen.